you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Simon Cardinal. Welcome, Simon. Hey, Mads. Thanks for having me out today. I really appreciate that. That's fantastic. I am super excited for this conversation. You are a big fan of leadership and I spent a lot of time studying that. So um, before we get into it, Simon, would you mind doing a little bit of introduction of who you are and yeah, what you're all about? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, I'll start, but you know, as you mentioned, my name is Simon Cardinal. Uh, I live in Canada's national capital city, Ottawa, Ontario, in the eastern coast of the country. And as you mentioned, I am a big fan of... Uh, leadership studying. I just completed a Master of Arts degree from Royal Roads, Master of Arts in Leadership from Royal Roads University in way on the other side of the country in British Columbia. I just retired from the Canadian Air Force after having served 26 years in the military. I started in the infantry for a few years, not in the Air Force, obviously. And then I went to the Air Force. I was a bit of a technician. And then in 2007, I started with the supervisory roles and the diff- the various leadership type of things that come with a militaristic chain of command. Uh, I, I, I retired as a what's called a master warrant officer and the position was called career manager, which is helpful for, for the show. And I retired, I work for a company, I don't know if I can say the name, but I'm gonna do it anyways, it's called Callion and I'm a contract manager for them. So that's fantastic. I've been in Ottawa for seven years, I'm married, and and I have a 19-year-old daughter. And interestingly enough, I just soft launched my own podcast about leadership called Trench Leadership, a podcast from the front. It's meant to help emerging leaders be as successful as they want to be. And the goal of that, that all came about because I remember when I was a junior leader and I was thinking, wow, I, I sure wish someone had told me about this, or I sure wish someone had given me this mistake and told me how to get around this. And I, this came about because of the leadership training I took. And I was thinking, I sure would like to think about systems thinking, for example. Flash forward a bunch of months, the podcast is out. Excellent. And uh, yeah, I mean, getting leadership training is good. Not everyone is that lucky, but uh, happy to hear you got some. Uh, what, what was it like? Where, where did you get your leadership training? And, and what, what, what was it like? Well, so I, I actually, I ended up getting two different styles of leadership training throughout my, my career. In the military, you know, the, the way the Canadian military works is that we, every time we get promoted to a specific, uh, every time we get promoted to the leadership levels, starting at the very junior ranks, we get promoted and then we receive the leadership training to do the next level of, of whatever the team might happen to be. And that's great. But one of the standard things that most people would agree with, especially in the Canadian military anyways, is at the end of it, you're like, wow, that was, I got something out of that. But for the most part, that was seven weeks that I'm not getting back because it was mostly things that we kind of already knew because, you know, a lot of leadership type stuff, I would argue is mostly common sense, right? You know, we're just putting names to it. But the one thing that the military training the leadership training teaches us is to think with our brain right hard very linear thinking do what we're told 
you know, within the law, of course, and, and go forward. And then a couple of years ago, I started this Master of Arts in Leadership program at Royal Roads University. And how I was accepted into the program was that I, I don't have an undergraduate degree. Rather, the program is designed in such a way that when you do the admission process, they look at your life experiences. What was what of your leadership backgrounds and, and whatnot? A board sits and then they decide whether or not you're in. So I got accepted and away I went moving forward. But what was really interesting about this program is, you know, I expected to get very something very similar to what I had from the military. But in fact, the Royal Roads program teaches us the importance of learning to lead with your heart as well as with your brain. And that really struck something really important to me to understand that I can't just drive forward with my military linear brain, do what I need to do, defeat the objective, whatever the terminology, I needed to also lead with my heart and be more empathetic. But more importantly, I, I discovered you can't be one or the other, it needs to be a blend of the two. And that has been what's driving me forward and helping me get my passions with you know, uh, the podcast and all those different things that I'm working towards now. Love it. And yeah, I mean, but by nature, I am, I'm a very left brainy person, all these like emotions and all that kind of stuff is, is, uh, it's not something that, that comes natural to me. Right. And uh, I've definitely, definitely had to learn a lot of that stuff the hard way. And, and, um, I, I, I can say I'm still not great at it. Right. Like, like for me, definitely like emotions and self is not something that comes super easy to me. Um, and like I, I remember quite often actually feeling not bad for myself, but feeling weird because, you know, I'll, I'll be sitting, someone will come to me and be like, Hey, you know, my cat died this morning and I'm so sad. And, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm pretty good at sitting and, you know, consoling the person and yeah, taking like showing empathy. But the challenge I have is I don't feel it. And it made me feel so weird for a long time because I was like, oh, you know, this person is sitting crying their heart out or something that just happened. And I'm thinking about what am I going to do after this meeting? Or, you know, like I, I, I didn't feel like emotionally connected and, and I still have that challenge sometimes. But, um, but that was definitely something I struggled with quite a bit when, when I was new into management because I, I just felt I was wrong somehow, right? Like I, I felt that was just weird. Um, but, but I've sort of come to terms with it and just been like, well, that, you know, that's how my brain works. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good at taking care of people. And I think you, you, you still need to learn the empathy part of it. You still need to learn that, you know, people are different. And I think one of the key things that I took away, uh, particularly from my sort of personal development through leadership have, have been the fact that, that everyone is different. Everyone's brain works different. And, you know, you need to understand how the person across from you is thinking and how they're breathing and how they're doing things in general. And the better you understand them, the better you, you know, you understand their motives and their thinking, the, the better you can actually learn to lead them the way they want to be led. And I think that's been one of the biggest things for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I definitely struggled with that when I started the, the master's program, because I came into this, I started the program from a very, you know, uh, really honestly self-centered desire. I wanted to put, graduate the program so I could put the post-nominals post -nominal, post at the end of my name and, and help myself get promoted and whatnot. 
But when I arrived, I was the only person who was in the military in my cohort. And it forced me to not just kind of huddle with all my other military friends. We, you know, I had no choice. I had to go and interact with all these strangers and all these different people. And it forced me to do that. And when I, when I realized, okay, I, I can do that. Well, then maybe I can take in this, this weird emotional stuff they're talking about. And, and I embraced that. And that was very, very helpful. But all of that having been said, like you, I'm very left-brained. And so I struggle with it, especially, you know, if I'm having a hard day or something myself and I'm having to talk to someone and they're like, yeah, you know, I, I'm having a, I'm having a rough go. COVID's really getting to me. Got it. But I have another meeting in 20 minutes and I have to, I have to remind myself often that, you know, there, there has to be a blend between the two, but I can say what I've learned from that is when I'm able to recognize the, the blending between the two and understanding that side, whatever side it is, that that connection I'm able to build with the other person is so much stronger and so much deeper. And that helps me understand them, which in turn helps me be a better leader or manager to them. Yeah, and I, I think that's the key thing, right? Because like, so so reality is a, a lot of leaders can can get really good results from, or at least half decent result, but just leaving from leading from a very egocentric place, right? Because when when you're leading with that style, you end up in a situation where you're very good at pushing people around you because you want to achieve a goal, all right? And and you can actually get good results from that but it often have a lot of casualties along the way right and then i've definitely found that as a leader the the core thing is is learning to get everyone with you and, and a lot of the time the, the easy exit that a lot of people fall into is is they basically just end up paying people like themselves to work with and you know for some things for some roles that's great but reality is that that does not work for every role and you need different types of people in a company. Like, you know, if you're, if you're super left brain, you can't just have no one that can talk to people. You, you need to have people in your business that can communicate. Well, you need to have people in your business who can talk to new customers or potential customers or all that good stuff. Right. So it, it's not just a simple hire people like me and then there's no problems type of thing. Uh, you, you need to learn to communicate with different individuals. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and once, once the understanding of how to communicate with a person comes together, then you're able to get that genuine buy-in from people and people will buy into things, but the buy-in might be something as, as basic as I'm buying into this because I want to get paid next Friday. So I have no choice. I have to do it. But if you need to go beyond that, for whatever reason, whatever the team might have to do, maybe they need to work later. It, it doesn't matter. When you made that connection and you've had that communication, that is the type of thing that will help them buy into that and really go forward when you have to deliver that, the not so great news or, you know, do whatever has to be done that might not be as popular. It's, it's, it's pretty important. Excellent. What, what's the most important lesson that you learned in the military from a leadership standpoint? The most important lesson I learned from the military standpoint was to be honest with my people. You know, uh, sometimes it, it, it's, it's in it, it, it sounds like a common sense thing. Well, of course you should be honest with your people, but sometimes it's difficult to do that. You know, uh, the, especially if, if you're the person, you know, you're dealing with is confrontational or it's really bad news, or it's just something that's not going to be popular. It's sometimes it's, it's, 
the temptation would be to easier just to just to you know maybe a little white lie you know nothing you know something just to ease the pain but if you're if you're honest with people and you're forthright and that will definitely help ensure that everyone gets that buy-in like we were speaking about earlier but at the same token ensure that whatever has to get done will get done to the best of everyone's ability really within the needs of whatever is required yeah i like that and i think uh i mean it's it's, it's one of those things that in life is difficult to do sometimes like i I've, I've definitely thought a lot more about it um but but in general i mean there's so many times in life where it's easier just to you know get get out of a difficult situation and so on and i think sometimes as humans we are we sort of compelled to avoid the confrontation or at least with my personality i, I naturally am the, often compelled to avoid that confrontation but um one of the core values in our company is is honesty and and it, it makes such a huge difference right because it's so easy like when you have a problem with a client right it's so easy to just cover it up or hoping the client doesn't notice and so on but the problem is they notice every time and you know every time they do notice you lose trust you lose you lose faith from that that individual right and and when you're honest when you're upfront and you're like hey we have this shit situation we made this mistake this happened you know uh, people are much more forgiving and people are much more understanding that again you're human and you yeah you're just like them right oh, oh, absolutely you know like that honesty really it does build team strength and you know that buy-in we keep coming back to is so important and when you've made those connections and you, you've been honest with people, that that's how the core, the, my experiences have been anyways, that's how you're going to really start building a core group of super strong individuals that are going to come together and, you know, win, win the target or whatever, whatever is required. That's so huge. And one of the things that I knew that I've learned about myself in, during my military and now uh, academic careers is that you know, when I was in the military, it was very simple to be in charge. I actually never felt the, the confrontation type thing when I was wearing my uniform because I outranked the person. So it was simple. We're doing this and that's the end of it. And really, it's not even a conversation. I have spoken and that's the way it goes. Um, but when I went and did the academic stuff there, we, we did quite a bit of talking about having conversations with people. And that was that was challenging for me at first because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm the boss. I don't know why we're, we're having a discussion about this. And, and then, and then we, we sat down and we talked about the pros and the cons. And then when they started discussing the need to build a deeper connection versus, well, you're just going to do what we told you to do. It's only going to get you so far and it's only going to help the team succeed to a certain point. And then inevitably something will happen that is going to push the team and probably not succeed. And that's a tough pill for a team to swallow when they're not tightly knit. And I think it's also important, again, to, to recognize different people, because, again, when you're working with different types of individuals, some are very comfortable being told what to do uh, majority of the time, whereas others are very much the opposite. All right. So, again, this is where knowing different people, knowing different individuals is, is really key, because so, some people create leadership, like some people really want someone to tell them what to do most of the way. Whereas others is totally the opposite. And they're like, 
you know, tell me the objective and I'll go figure it out. Like, I don't want you to tell me how the hell to do it. Just tell me what the objective is and I'll figure out a way, right? right. And and I, I think learning that with individuals is, is really, really key uh, because you have many, many people that's like, looks up at you and like, hey, you're the boss. You should know what to do here, right? And yeah, it's, again, people are very different. Oh, very, very much so. Uh, I, I remember one of the, the, the greatest experiences I had in my career in the military was uh, I taught basic training for three years. And it was actually, if you if you listen to the episode zero, zero of my podcast, it's, it's a very large reason why I ended up at this point where I wanted to make a podcast and, and help people. Um, and I'll actually, I'll talk about it for a second if I could. Uh, but while I was there, to come back to your point, was the thing that I noticed was I came in guns blazing. Okay. I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. I'm going to be a fantastic sergeant. And, and then I'd start telling people what to do. And then these are still really civilians. Just we've put uniforms on them because they don't know anything about the military. Some kids were in cadets or different things, but, but they really didn't know anything. And based on their personalities, you know, where their backgrounds were, how, how they were doing during that day, what we had just completed, if we just had a really hard PT session, some kids are, sorry, I refer to them that way often. Some of the, the recruits that were normally really aggressive and really forthright are super, super tired. So now I'm having to push them harder where the other people, I don't need to. So to understand when to push someone and who they are and really read that body language is, is very challenging and it's, it's tough and it, it's a lot easier if you build those connections. Yeah, and also uh, I love that because I think pushing people, even even understanding how how to push yourself the most, uh, can definitely be a challenging exercise, right? Like I, I uh, again, I've managed hundreds and hundreds of people, and and it's I feel it's interesting every time when you meet different people, like how how much pressure you need to keep on them, whereas some you just give them a hint of a goal, and you know they'll just run after it, and you you hardly need to look their way. And, and others, it's kind of like you feel like you need to sit on the back of them and, you know, kick them into gear. But then when they first get moving, stuff happens, right? But uh, it, it, it's so interesting how difficult, uh, not difficult, how different people are and, and what, what it takes to really move them. Right? Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, in the new job that I'm doing uh, as a contract manager, I, I deal with all different types of, of different people and the contracts are quite different from, from the different ones that I deal with. And what's interesting is I'll be talking to a guy or a girl and they'll be significantly more educated than I'll be or whatnot. And you can just kind of see the differences or what. And then I'll talk to someone else who has the exact same education or whatnot, two entirely different people and how I have to interact with them for the exact same role is very, very different. And so it, it took me a little while to get the hang of that. Um, especially considering the majority of these people are, well, no one's in the military. They're all civilian contractors. And after many, many years of talking to people a certain way, I had to learn to tone that down. And maybe a funny, I think is a funny story about that. When I first started this role, uh, you know, my replacement or the lady that I was replacing, she said, okay, Simon, you're in charge of everything. I'm just going to kind of sit back and, and, you know, lead you in the right direction. And that was great. So I start sending emails out and my emails would start with, hi, Bob, I really need you to get this done right away because it's super important. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Take care, Simon. 
and and then Diane would send me an email back and she's like, Hey, Simon, uh, we need to have a phone call. So we call and she's like, Oh, you know, you really need to tone down your emails when you're talking to these people. Like, you know, they, they like these things softer and lead into it a little more. And, and I was perplexed. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I said, have a great day. I don't know what the problem here is. I, I did tone that down. And that was a big learning experience for me. And this was only just, just a few months ago that everyone is different and different environments require different things. And when I did adjust that, my relationship with all of those people drastically increased like exponentially right away. And that's so that's one of the things that I learned early on that made such a massive difference for me uh, was really doing like regular one-to-ones with the people that report to me. And I've found that that uh, again, because I'm very left brain, I'm like, well, you're at work to work. Why the hell do you care what happens outside work and what their hobbies are? And like, why, why is that relevant at all? Right. But, but I, I really learned that big time. And, and it was one of the big lessons that I had when, when I was in one of my first leadership jobs where I started doing it. And I, I for me, it became a religion because I was like, you know, I need to talk to these people, even though it's not necessarily what I, you know, often it's the easiest thing to skip. Like when I have my weekly one-to-ones with all my direct reports, uh, it's the easiest thing. When I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh, I'm busy. You know, I could just cancel this one. It is the easiest thing to cancel. And it is, uh, I've learned that it is the most important thing uh, on my schedule. So, oh, I, oh yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but the whole thing is don't cancel the most important thing on your schedule, no matter how busy you are. Oh, 100%. So coincidentally, I do something very similar Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those are the days that I, I, I set up a, a minimum of three calls from some of the different contractors just to say hi. And at the beginning, they're like, why, why are we doing this? I'm like, I'm, I just, I'm just saying hi, you know, we're just get to know each other. And now there's an expectation people want to get to talk to me. And then I, I, what I'm learning, an unintend, unintended consequence of that would be that people are wanting to talk to me more about things that are work related or, you know, somehow tied to what we need to know that I wouldn't probably have gotten had I just sent an email or talked to them once every quarter or something. Like the value of that is so obvious. It's so obvious. And, and, and that's the thing, like everyone I talk to, that it always starts out the same way. And like, oh, do I really have to do that? And then they do it for a month or two and they're like, whoa, this is the best thing I've ever done. Right. <laughs> Um, and and it, it's just interesting how such a relatively simple thing can make such a huge difference, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, literally everyone I work with, everyone I've coached, it's, it, it's always the same response. It's always like, wow, <laughs> right? Oh. So so I, I, I love that. And, and it, it's just one of those things, again, like for me, it, it absolutely doesn't come natural, but I've just learned now that whatever happens, don't remove it from the schedule and life will be better. Oh, very much so. I've, I've had to change a couple of uh, a couple of the appointments and the responses I got back were, well, why are we changing the appointment? Is, is there something wrong? No, I, I just, for whatever reason I needed to, and I, I couldn't get out of it because sometimes in life that happens. But but if it's, I've, I ask myself, like you, I get busy and it's like, okay, well, this is the easiest thing to cut. Okay, check yourself. This is the most important thing to keep. And, and then I move forward and we go with it. And it always works out well. So, and what, one of the things I've found, like I, I travel a lot, I do a lot of conferences, and at least in 
the normal world. Um, and uh, yeah, what, what I've found, like I, I try and find the time. So the one rule I have is if I reschedule, I always try and reschedule to an earlier time, not a later time. So I try and preempt if there's any problems. So for example, if I'm going to a conference, I'll, I'll typically try and, and reschedule my one-to-ones like early in the morning or something like that. And, and sometimes I'll be at a conference, right? And I'll get up at maybe 6 or 7 a.m. Uh, to make sure that I can, I can do the calls with my team early in the morning. And again, like the fact that when you do that, when you show your team that they're that important, that you will get up in the middle of the night or whatever uh, while you're at a conference just to talk to them, uh, again, it, it, one, it helps them actually understand how important they are to me and the business. And two, it really helps um, it, it, it really helps build that relationship, right? Because again, like what I've learned is the relationship for me is, is kind of the, when, when you need them, they show up, right? So again, like I, I rarely have to ask people to do like, like crazy hours and things like that. But, but if I ever do, I know they show up, right? And that for me, that's the whole thing because sometimes in business, you know, sometimes you need that extra 10, 20, 30% uh, in short burst on certain periods. And, you know, when your team shows up, when they deliver in the most difficult hour of need, that is the most important in any leadership role, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that just that it's, it's, it's the understanding. Okay. Mads is asking us to come in late. He must really mean that, you know, they understand that and you don't need to go into, okay, guys, girls, this is, this is going to suck. You know, you don't have to make up excuses. You can just say, we need to work wait because for whatever the reason happens to be, and they'll get it and then move in and, and, for the most part, I really believe that people have that emotional connection now are going to accept that those things happen. You know, sometimes you're going to get people that no matter what you do, they're going to be uh, unhappy about that. And that's a challenge all unto itself. But, you know, when you can make those connections, it, it's it's really fun to watch it happen. It, it's it's really magical. Yeah. And it's a game changer. I mean, it's a game changer. Absolutely. Oh, it, it really is. And you know, uh, like I, you know, when, when I was in the military, we talked about, okay, you know, you, you have to be a strong team and all that different stuff, but that was the, pretty much the extent of it. They didn't really go into the background and discuss the important whys and hows of it to a certain extent. But, but really when you're in that type of a, a command structure, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen. You know, the lower ranking person is going to do what the higher ranking person tells them to do. And, and that's the end of it. Right. Yeah. But you, that- right, you there's the scary thing as well. Sometimes people need their businesses like that, even both sometimes with a military background, but also sometimes they don't have. And uh, it, it very rarely goes well, right? Like you you have to learn to get the people aspect in that. Oh, a- absolutely. And, you know, like, you know, an example I would like to use of that is, so I had a guy or a, I had a person who, you know, we were just, we were having, you know, everything was going great. And, and there was an error, something happened, doesn't matter. And the way I had to approach this person was very different than I would someone else. And I knew that because of the connections I'd made with this person, because of the talks I'd had with them and whatnot, and kind of understanding how they, they attacked something when they were trying to get through a challenge. And so that was what made that super helpful. Had I not made that connection, that I would have very likely have had a 
a much more stern conversation, but because I knew the person, it, it, it just, it really is just a win. It's just a win on all the way around. Excellent, excellent. Um, so Simon, any other great resources or any other great things that uh, either you've learned from or you've really enjoyed um, going through that you think other managers can learn from? So that's, that's a really great question. There's so much in there. <laughs> you know, if you're ever at a point when in your, in your, your, your career and you don't know your leadership career, and, and someone doesn't know something, if you don't know how to do something, don't, don't assume that you have, you have to have all the answers. You don't. And that's okay not to have all the answers. That doesn't necessarily mean you need to run to your team and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing and let's panic. But you can admit to the team, you don't know what's going on. Kind, I wouldn't word it that way. I would probably say, listen, I don't have all the answers. Let's figure this out. And then at some point in time, go talk to someone you trust. Because it's okay not to know everything. Realistically, we can't all know all know everything. So, talk to people you trust. Talk yourself off the ledge, and then go forward. If you don't know it, that's fine. The internet is an amazing tool, and there, I guarantee that if you're a new leader, you're an emerging leader, you're not alone. And someone has been in those those challenges, and we can help you figure it out together. I guarantee you have not gone through something that someone else has not gone through. We can figure it out together. Just, just tell someone, talk to someone. It will get fixed. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much, Simon. So if people are eager to get hold of you or connect with you, what's the best place or places to do so? Yeah, so uh, thanks for that. So uh, I, I do have a, an email address. It's simonk at trenchleadership.ca. Or if you're interested in anything that uh, we've spoken about, I do have the podcast that came out. It's called Trench Leadership, a podcast from the front. It's on all of the major directories, so it's pretty easy to find. And other than that, uh, you know, I'm all over Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, all those places. It's pretty simple to check me out. So Trench, Trench Leadership, a podcast from the front, or look for Simon Cardinal. It's uh, pretty simple to find. Awesome. Well, thank you very, very much for joining me today, Simon. It's been an awesome conversation and I'm sure there's lots and lots of information for everyone to take away. Thank you very much for having me. This has been fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. I think we, I think we spoke about some important topics. Excellent. And to the audience, thank you very much for listening again all the way to the end. We'll be back again next week and look forward to talk to you again. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.